Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. We're halfway through the show here on Hurt at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri Cities. For some reason, I'm in a much better mood now. That's because we just talked to Nick Baugh. You'd also be in a better mood if you went out and saw our friends at Pratt Dental in North Platte, Nebraska, because Pratt Dental was the first dentist in Nebraska certified in the BioClear method. You're like, well, Robbie, what's the BioClear method? It is a, it is a, it is a uh, treatment that is. <laughs> I was lost the word there for a second. Uh, hey, what's the BioClear method? Uh, terrific question. <laughs> no, it is a treatment that can help correct many aesthetic dilemmas in a permanent and less invasive fashion than treatments such as crowns. It's less time, less waiting, less invasive, fewer appointments, and you can get multiple restorations done in the same day. Uh, Dr. Pratt, Pratt Dental in North Platte, Nebraska. You can either give them a call, 308-221-2800, or to learn more about the BioClear method and remember words like treatment that I apparently <laughs> forgot, you can go to prattdental.com slash bioclear-dental-treatment. That's prattdental2ts.com. Go to services, click on the BioClear treatment to learn more. That's funny, man. You're a funny guy. <laughs> Funny how? Am I I amuse you like a clown? Um, right there. <laughs> we appreciate Nick Bod joining us. Really good stuff there from Nick, college basketball stuff. Obviously, he's a big Husker fan, comes from a Husker family as well. Uh, so really good stuff there from Nick. Appreciate him joining us. What's up? You know, so Nick brought up something in that last uh, answer okay. when he was talking about the top five teams in college basketball. Mm -hmm. And it was before he got on the topic of you have to have like a first-round pick or multiple NBA draft picks to really make a national championship run. He had mentioned the five teams. Mm -hmm. And the five teams, he said, were Purdue, Kansas, Arizona, UConn, and Marquette. Yes. Okay, so you have a Pac-12 team, a Big Ten team, a Big 12 team, and two Big East teams. Mm -hmm. My question to you is this. Would you rather be a team – playing in the Big 12 this year or the Big East? Because you look at Ooh, both conferences, okay. yeah. and the Big 12 is loaded in the top 25, and I mean loaded. Yep. Then you look at the Big East, and the Big East is heavily loaded at the top. Mm -hmm. and, and not to say that you know the Big 12 isn't, because they have Houston up there, they have Oklahoma. Kansas. I think BYU is up there too. Yeah, but Kansas was kind of the known. Yeah. Uh, uh, Baylor's number 10, Texas is 19. And, and Baylor was 1-6 before they yes. lost to Michigan before State. They so got like weirdly the, boat The raced. Big 12 is up there, but yeah. based on what Nick just said in terms of, okay, these teams are probably national championship contenders right now and two of them coming in the Big East, mm -hmm. would you rather be a team in the Big East or the Big 12? Yeah, so, I mean, in the Big East, you've got UConn, Marquette, and Creighton at 5, 6, and 12. Uh, so the depth of really good teams in the Big 12 is probably a little bit mm -hmm. deeper. Now, it's a bigger league, so that's part of it, too. Uh, you've got three, two, three, seven, ten, eh, seventeen, and 19. In, but only one team that, you know, Bob that, considers yeah, the a Nick national championship in, contender. Um, I probably... I'd maybe look at it as what league 
best sets you up for like a, a national tournament run? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think there's a ton of difference. I think they're both really good leagues that you're going to have a a really good – you're going to be really well prepared in the NCAA tournament be, because you're playing good teams night in, night out. Um, it's probably – this year the Big East is probably a little bit easier than the Big 12. Um, the bottom, there's probably some more wins to be found there. Although but Butler's way up there this year. Butler's better. I don't know if I buy it. In terms of long term, yeah, it, it's probably uh, a lot like we talked about with Houston, and maybe if you look at Oklahoma's schedule, who have you really played this year? Like they played FAU pretty tight, but aside from that, you know their their wins are not super impressive. They got boat raced by Michigan State by twenty, which that's a fine team, but um, we've also seen Michigan State be up and down. So I don't know that I buy Butler. Um, I'm still waiting and see on like a Providence as well. So I think the I think the depth of the Big 12 is probably a little bit more daunting this year. I think uh, unless Villanova can come up the way we thought they might be at the start of the year, that's kind of Villanova is kind of the tipping point for me for the leagues. If Villanova continues to uh, struggle is probably too strong of a word. I mean, uh, but they I mean they lost to Penn earlier this year. They lost to St. Joseph's. They lost to. Drexel, they lost to Kansas State. Like they've, they had kind of a rough stretch here prior to beating UCLA. Um, that to me is, if Villanova's good the way we thought they could be at the start of the year, that probably tips it to the Big East for me since they are down so far this year. So far as in up mm-hmm. to this point, not so far down. Uh, I think it probably tips Big 12 at this point. I probably tend to agree just because of uh, where you kind of see the numbers in the yeah. top 25. It, it, the easy answer is the Big 12, but I think I'd also rather play national championship competition Sure, yeah. on the regular, which is why I'd say if I'm Creighton, I like being in the Big East versus if I'm Creighton, I want to be in the Big 12 this year. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, can the Big 12 spit out seven or eight? NCAA tournament teams? Oh, with, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Will the Big East spit out all eight tournament teams? Probably not. No, I'm guessing you're looking at four, five. It's probably, yeah, I would guess, five. A, I'd guess a five-bid league. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's just a matter of what league you think sets you up best for your run. And, you know, a lot of it too, Ravi, is what your seed is. Yeah. Right, because yeah, last year what Creighton was a six. Yeah, because of their struggles in that stretch yeah. between the end of the non-con mm-hmm. and the beginning of the conference play. Yeah, it was during when a lot of players were sick, like Kalkbrenner yeah. was out for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it, it knocked down their their ceiling as a seed. And you know, had they been a three, maybe you know, maybe it's a little bit easier. But I don't know though, because like yeah. what I think about is because they were a six and because they fell in their their certain region mm-hmm. that that side of the bracket. It actually helped. Like, if you look at how yeah. teams were beat, it helped Creighton get to the they Elite Eight. Playing what the fifteen in Princeton mm-hmm. to go to the Sweet Sixteen, you know, it worked out for them matchup wise. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it, it does. A lot of that matters in terms of how you end up being uh, in March. But you're right. If you're a three seed versus a six seed, generally, it's a lot, yeah. generally it's a lot your, easier your to path. move forward. Yeah, your path is going to be easier. So you know, because you, you can't count on the Princetons of the world or the Farley Dickinsons of the world. I don't know. Nowadays you can though. Almost. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. W- there's going to be a team this year again. Yeah. 
whether they're a 15 or a 16. And maybe not a 16 because those are very rare. No, but you're probably going to have a 14 seed or higher win some yeah, games. They'll, they'll win their first round game like at least. That's kind of how yeah. a team just gets hot. They're, yeah. they're, I don't know, connecting on all cylinders. Yeah. It was St. Peter's two years ago. It was Princeton last year. It was Fairley Dickinson last year. I mean, no one knew who FDU was. No <laughs> one expected Purdue to lose, which, you know, what happened uh, when Virginia lost to a 16? The yeah. next year, did they win the title? They did. They won the title. So does the that mean Purdue's year. winning the title I this mean, year? I th- mean, that's the only history we have to go on so far. Um, no, you, you make a good point, though, is, is the – the unexpected and the seeding is is a lot more of a crapshoot than it used to be, even though it's always kind of been known for upsets, right? Um, want to uh, kind of start switching gears back here to uh, kind of the, the college football realm uh, and the Dylan Rayola stuff a little bit. I know we, we got a lot of stuff in the chat as we were talking about uh, Dylan Rayola mm-hmm. about, and about Casey Thompson, right? And, you know, there's this narrative out here that we didn't really get to about – Casey Thompson and how things played out last year, right? Because there were some people that were surprised as we're talking about his potential return to Nebraska that that he would even be interested considering the way people thought Coach Rule ran him off last year. And I wanted to kind of clear that up. That is not what happened. Casey Thompson did not get run off by Nebraska last year. Casey Thompson and Matt Rule – to my knowledge, and I feel pretty good about this, had a very honest conversation about what Nebraska wanted out of their quarterback room and what Casey Thompson wanted out of what he thought was going to be the last year of his college football career. Casey, very understandably, wanted a place that he would feel really good about getting a lot of playing time. Nebraska, with Casey having to miss all of the spring with an injury, was not going to be able to compete for the job in the spring, was like, hey, I can't guarantee you by the end of the spring that the job won't be wrapped up, which is a very honest thing to tell a guy and probably worked against Nebraska, if we're being real here. Like if they had said, hey, yeah, in the fall, you'll have every opportunity to compete for the starting job, then maybe Casey Thompson's your backup last year instead of Heinrich Harburg, and you make it to a bowl game, right? That would have been better for Nebraska. Instead, they told him the truth. He went to FAU. Obviously, he got hurt. Didn't work out for him there. But because they were honest and upfront with him, that relationship, we talked about relationships. That's why the door was still open for Dylan Rayola. It's the same reason the door is still open for Casey Thompson to return because Matt Rule, how many times has he told you this? Cares more about what's doing right for the players than about what's doing right for himself. Right for himself would have been to keep Casey Thompson last year, keep him on a string. So if what happened last year happens, you've got a good backup. That's not what happened, and now Casey Thompson likely headed back. More Herd at Sports Radio coming up next.